Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and event consultant, Toby Dodge, author of The Other Side of the Aisle, and Eric Zimmerman, DJ, Master of Ceremonies, Pianist and Bandleader of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Experience and Understanding, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 66. Most couples I meet with have not planned a large event before. Getting married is a new experience. In working with a couple, it's part of my responsibility to find out their level of understanding. Building on that, I can guide them through to achieving a successful celebration. In this discussion, I relay a story of a groom who, due to lack of experience, was somewhat detached and just not tracking with planning his wedding. This was a problem for his bride, who was very certain of what she wanted and didn't understand how her fiancé just wasn't getting it. Gently, I brought him through it. But it wasn't until mid-his wedding reception when it all dawned on him. And now please enjoy Experience and Understanding. Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 66. I gotta hear about your event at the um, Oaks Room, right? The Oak Room, yes. Yeah. Calamico's Ranch. Yeah, so how did it go? It went really, really well. And this was a relief uh, because at the beginning, when I first spoke with this, this couple... Yeah. Well, the bride, the bride was was you know she was tracking you know she was into planning this and she was very excited and uh, she was getting help in terms of financial help and, and things like that. And when I you know spoke with her fiance, he didn't have a clue. And it was it was okay. So the DJ and master of ceremonies is somebody who conducts yeah. the festivities at the wedding reception. Okay. The officiant is somebody who does the wedding ceremony. Right. Now you can, you can see that somebody might naturally with no clue, get a confusion between the wedding ceremony and the jobs of a master of ceremonies. Oh yeah. So this guy was, Really, really great guy. Good looking. I mean, just like a stunning, stunning yeah. man. Big voice and everything. Big guy. And um, and he just didn't know. Uh, he, he, and so he had some fundamental confusions on on things. And on top of that, I you know, I think I mentioned this uh, a while back, but, um, but he said, um, well, what I did was I had gone over an itinerary with, with his fiancée. And then yeah. I, I went over the itinerary with him. And so he's reading all this. He says, yeah, so I'm getting that he's really disconnected from all this. I said, well, then uh, you'll do your first dance at this point. And he says, I'm going to dance. <gasps> they hadn't talked about that at all. Well, again, this like, what, what is this guy thinking? You know? And and so it was one of these things where I, I really had to go to square one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About this, and and I couldn't find where square one is for this guy. 
And and it's okay to ask dumb questions. It's okay to have yeah. no clue. But but it's kind of and I think that we as as uh, wedding professionals, event professionals, when we're talking with the client, we really need to find what the common denominator is yeah. with them and where are they at in this. And the funny part of it is that is so unusual today where a groom doesn't have any clue that it makes it even harder because you say things and then they it may intimidate them unknowingly right yeah you don't know if you're upsetting them or, or what well <laughs> well anyway what i said well you know yes you're going to do that right after your grand entrance so you're going to do the first dance yeah. after right after your grand entrance and he says what's a grand entrance Oh my God! No, no, really. You know, it was like he hadn't had had the thought of that he would be presented, you know, an announcement, and the bridal party comes in, and this types of thing, and then he comes in, and he says, "Oh no, no, I'm I'm not going to walk in." So it was this type of reticence that I was dealing with as best as yeah. I could. Went over the itinerary as best as I could with him, and then when we went over it again twice with him he started to have some realizations. He started to have some things like, well, I don't want to dance, he says. There will be no dancing for me, but I want other people to dance. And probably people won't dance because this is an Asian wedding. Ah. And even the bride had said that. The bride said that there would be probably no dancing and that we're actually want to be heavy on audience participation in games and exactly. having interaction that way. And so when we planned the itinerary, we, we put in some things that, that were uh, actually quite effective, really, in, uh, in getting people uh, engaged. And as it turns out, though, yeah, this crowd did want to dance. The coordinator came over to me, and she just said, look at this place. She says, this was not supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said the same thing in a couple of situations like that. Yeah. And, and everybody was dancing and, and everybody had a good time. There was quite a bit of interaction. You know, the funny part is when someone tells you that and then you go to such great lengths to try and make things easier for them and then someone comes up and says to you, you're not having any dancing? <laughs> and then you feel like a jerk, you know. Well, it's it's not me. It's your host. <laughs> but you can't say that, you know. You have to say, well, you know, the your host felt that most of the attending guests would be happiest interacting with uh, activities and conversation rather than dancing. However, um, I'll be glad to ask them if they would like to encourage people to dance. Mm -hmm. And then you go over and uh -huh. you ask the, the couple and they say, oh, yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> and so, but you got to ask, you know, because you just never know. But, oh, my gosh, that is funny. But what was really neat was how the... Okay, towards the end of the evening, 
I guess it was maybe a, a sister of the groom or it was some somebody who was related to the groom. She she came over to me and, and she says, well, you know, you're really a good master of ceremonies. We, we really enjoyed you tonight. And I said, oh, that's really nice that you say that. Let me get you a card. Got the card. And when I came back, she's talking with the groom, talking about me being a master of ceremonies to the groom. And... And I gave her the card and she looks at the card and she's looking at this thing and she's, oh, wow, you do it all. You do, you do all of this and holy smokes. And, and I said, yeah, that was my wife and I doing yeah. flute and piano music during the wedding ceremony. And she looked at me. She says, oh, my gosh, that was so beautiful. Um, I, and she said, wow, you really are talented. Wow, you're a great master of ceremony, great DJ. <laughs> and you play music, too. And, everything. and so she shows this brochure to the groom. Oh my God! How funny! And what was what was really interesting was that that he looked at the card, and then looked at me. And it was like this moment where it was kind of like he went, like, yeah, he's, I get it now. Yeah, he's great. You know, yeah, he. I, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I get it now. Yeah, it, it, exactly. <laughs> and at the end of the night, he shook my hand warmly. Mm-hmm. It was a nice moment. Where he said thank you. Oh, yeah, that's neat. That's <laughs> neat. You know, it's funny because sometimes when you have a groom, or even in case of a daughter whose mother has planned most of the wedding, and you really have very little interfacing with the couple, and sometimes that's the hardest kind of wedding to do because. You don't know, you don't really have a a real rapport built up with them. So you tend to be a little bit more attentive to their facial expressions and their body language and everything because you're not used to working with them. And then this experience is almost spontaneous because everything's spontaneous because you don't really know how they're going to (laughs) react. Where if you had had a really good rapport with them earlier, then you could anticipate. But what happens is you tend to be reactive instead of proactive. Uh And it's kind of the same when you have a groom or anybody who is so far apart from any experience. Because frankly, it sounds like not that he was antisocial or anything like that, but he may have not been to any weddings. You've been listening to Wedding at Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email eric at elegantmusic.com That's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com Contact Toby by email toby at tobydodge.com That's T-O-B-E-Y at tobydodge.com Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. 
Thank you for listening.